All right, hello, we're back. It's again another episode of Empire. I'm Pete Barenberg here with CEO and founder of Purewell, Nick DeFrancesco. What's going on, buddy? Pete, how are you? I guess we're putting some gov- the, some boxing gloves on today, do some sparring with our next guest, four-time heavyweight champ, first Southpaw heavy ball, heavyweight champ, and um, a KO Magazine's one of the most dangerous boxers of all time. Tell us who we got. Oh, well, it sounds like you're talking about a former WBO heavyweight champion, the unified WBA and IBF champ, as well as singular IBF champ and lightweight WBO. We're talking about the bad man himself, Double M, Michael Moore. How you doing, sir? Hey, gentlemen. How's it going, Pete and Nick? What's happening? Doing good, man. Doing much better now. Uh, just to clarify something, I am the former light heavyweight champion of the world, 28, no, 28 knockouts. And I moved up to the heavyweight division and became heavyweight champion on three different occasions and the first softball heavyweight champion in the history of boxing. You know, it's funny. We were watching some of your, uh, you know, some of the fights and it's crazy, you know, always watching a southpaw because you're thinking that that jab is your right, you know, and what you're coming in with that right. It's, it's awesome because, you know, it's so much power behind it. But when you're watching, you're like, whoa, look at the punches coming out. But you realize that's just your jab. And then you're hitting them with your, oh, man, it's just, it's awesome to watch. I was going to ask you about that. You know, coming from being light heavyweight, going to heavyweight, was it harder? Was it because it was your natural weight was more a heavyweight? Um, how was that transition for you? It was a good transition. Uh my my body was maturing into becoming a man. So at that time, I would I would get up to like 206, and I'd get all the way down to 173. Yeah, that's... Just, my body wasn't growing. So I didn't want to do that to my body anymore. And I told Emmanuel, who was my trainer at the time, that I don't want to, I don't want to fight as a light heavyweight no more. I want to go up to the heavyweight division. So if I go up to the heavyweight division... I'm not going to lose. I don't want to lose no more weight. And he said, okay, let's go, man. Let's do it. And I went up to the heavyweight division. I was very successful at it. Did you feel like you had more power? I mean, you didn't lose speed, it didn't look like. But did you feel like with that extra weight, it gave you just a little more power? Because I, I don't know. It was a di- You were definitely a different fighter. Uh, with, with boxing, if, if you're a seasoned boxer, Boxing, the power doesn't come from arms. Power comes from delivery, how you deliver the hips, you know, things like that. And, you know, the boxers out there that who know boxing understand Yeah, no, I mean, it's, again, watching some of your fights, we were watching some of your best knockouts. It was, um, and, and that's kind of gets me power into this. The, body. the power from the body, that's for sure. I mean, you should see the, some of their heads snapping back. I mean, it was just like, whew. I had a headache watching it, but uh, the, I'll tell you right now, um, I, and I was going to ask you, so when, obviously, you know, a cannabis user now, when did you get into cannabis? I mean, is it something you started early in your career, before your career, something brought you onto it? I mean, how did you uh, interlace it in with what you were working out, your training, or how did how'd you get started with cannabis? Back in, back when I was 16, I was at the projects, hanging out with some buddies of mine. Corner, somebody had some marijuana. Didn't know nothing about it. I smoked it. I took two hits off of it. I, I ran home. 
I was so scared. I ran home where I thought I was running in slow motion, like, <laughs> you know, and uh, I got home. I, I ran right upstairs. The room was in the attic and I got on my hands and knees and I, I literally prayed while I was crying. And I said, please just let me wake up in the morning, please. <laughs> if, I, if, I, uh, if I do it, I will, I will never do this again. Please, if I wake up, I'll never do it again. And from that point on, I've never touched marijuana until I retired in 2018. And I, in 2018, I did some, I, I had been doing some research on cannabis because I, I never understood how cannabis can become a drug without any components added to it. But I did my research and I went from a seed all the way up until you're able to smoke it. You add nothing to it, nothing. So I said, well, how was this labeled as a drug? When I started smoking, eating, mixing it all together, I became a better person. It calmed me down. It stopped me from drinking. I was an alcoholic at one point. Not a bad alcoholic, but I would drink all the time. And I'd be nasty, I'd be mean, I'd be disrespectful. Um, I didn't want my, my legacy to be that way. I wanted myself to be Michael Moore, the regular guy, like I normally am. And when I smoke or indulge in cannabis, I become the best person like I am now. I mean, we obviously know that Mike Tyson has a brand now, has a cannabis brand, but he said something very similar. I mean, he stopped smoking at 18. He didn't smoke his whole career. And, you know, he was drinking a lot. And, and to be honest with you, um, he said he was wished that he was able to smoke during his world championship fights. And I was going to ask you, um, no, no, 2018. So you had completely stopped boxing at that point. You were retired or you came back at that point? 2008. Hey, 2018. I mean, eight. Did you come back after that and fight? Okay. No, that's what I thought. Okay. So I was going to ask you. Knowing what you know now, listening to other people speak, saying it could have helped them, do you feel that it would have helped you in your career in any way if you were smoking at all during that time? Absolutely. The smoking part of cannabis is not a drug. It helps. Once people get out, you know, once they get out of the, the stage of trying to clarify marijuana as being never is. Heroin, cocaine, you add comp components to it. So that's what a drug is when you add components to it. You yeah. don't add weed, nothing. Right, it just comes right from the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, you add a lighter. <laughs> you know, I, I forget the question, but I'm going to just keep rolling. The um, weed for me in boxing would it help me? It, it would me. It would make me calmer. Um, I would fight good. I know I would fight good because when when I smoke an indica, because I can't taste nor smell. When I smoke an indica, it does nothing to me. It makes me smarter. It makes me bright. Like I, we can have a conversation big time. And I can get in depth. Um, 
sativa makes me more tired, puts me to sleep more. It's heavier, but I, I, I and, and believe it or not, I have to smoke for about two hours. I want it was an hour and a half, but about two hours now in order for me to eat because I have no appetite at all. Zero. But okay. when I'm uh, smoking, that's how I get my appetite. That's that helps me eat. You know, those are those are clinical things that need to be pressed. You know, it helps people eat. It helps people be calmer. It helps people do so many other things without all these other drugs. And, you know, it's funny that you said, okay, so so first of all, which is kind of crazy, nobody has ever touched on the hunger thing in our show yet. And, of course, we take that for granted because, you know, if you're eating, you get the, or you're smoking, you get the munchies. And, and that's like, you know, the stereotypical. But how many people and, and of course, you know, and I wanted to get into the fact that you couldn't smell and, and, and taste I, I do want to get into that. Um, but, you know, cancer, uh, other medical conditions, things that you don't have a, uh, an appetite for and you don't want to eat. Um, and this is something that they use to stimulate hunger. And, um, you know, we, again, we joke about being the munchies, but let's be honest. I mean, if somebody's sick and they can't keep food down or they don't want to eat and they need that nutrition for their body, um, what a great way to, uh, to be utilizing the, the plant. Um, the other bodies needs fuel to keep running. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing is that me not being able to taste or smell, that's a life or death situation. So I should automatically have a mar- medical marijuana card. Where, why would you have a medical marijuana card when it's from the earth that God put it there for people to use as medication? Right, right. Uh, now, and why, why is it that you have, uh, you know, what happened with your sinuses? Or did, is there a reason, uh, for example, that that, that happened uh, just from fighting? Or uh, what happened with your sinuses? Listen, I used to get allergies really, really, really bad. And I used to, they used to want me to take medication, but I would never take medication. I don't put all that nasty stuff in my body anymore. Yeah, no. Especially when you, were, you don't know what it is. The, the only thing that goes in my system is marijuana. Yeah. When you were when you were fighting, though, were they, uh, you know, and I, I ask this to everybody because, you know, I just, dep- different sports, I get different answers. I mean, obviously, some of the best trainers in the world, you know, world championship fighters. I mean, you know, uh, were doctors trying to push, you know, opiates and things like that on you at the time? Or is it, I mean, what would, what would be your training uh, or, or soreness relief that you would be using during that time recovery process the recovery process yeah they would want to give me all the pain medication you know that masks situations it doesn't take care of the and they wanted to give me uh, Xanax they want to keep you on the pills because that's air pocket that's so but that's so bad for you side effect there's no side effects with weed at all. You get sleepy, you get the munchies. 
you know, most people, it's the opposite. So like sativa gets them a little more focused and talking. Indigo makes them a little more tired. There are a lot of people that, and just for the listeners that are listening, that are opposite. And there's, they don't know why that is the case, but that indica is more of a focus and sativa is, is more, uh, you know, sleepy for them. I think it's more because I can't taste or smell. Like I'm more in, I guess, in tune to my other senses. Um, but I don't know why. Like coffee. Coffee makes me Coffee makes you sleepy. Right. I don't put caffeine in my body. But when I do, it makes me sleepy. Now, do you get an up and then you crash or are you just sleepy? Like, I, don't, I don't drink coffee. I don't, only thing I drink is water. That's right. I can't take, but I drink like three gallons a day. Wow. That's a lot. Three gallons a day. I mean, that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's great. It's super healthy. I and mean, they say at least a gallon um, a day. In the bathroom. Right, right, right. Always. <laughs> always in the bathroom um you know it's it's funny because like you said they kind of put people they want you on these pills they want you to to do all this stuff and let's talk about maybe the demeanor right so we know that it's got anti-inflammatory effects now let's talk about that when you're saying painkillers are masking my pain right they're making my body and my mind believe that i don't have pain but with a cannabis product, you're talking about an anti-inflammatory, something that helps you with inflammation that actually treats your condition that you're dealing with and not masking, you know, helping you recover and get better. And I think that you're on to something when you say, of course, it's natural. We know that. But it truly has a medical purpose. And I think. And that's the issue that I don't think that they're explaining enough to athletes. I mean, they might find out through their friends or their own research or the internet or whatever, but the doctors are not really saying, Hey, why? Cause there's a lot of stigmas to it. There's why are we saying that, you know, why would we give them marijuana when they could be taking a pill? Um, but all of the things that you mentioned are super addictive. One of the things with marijuana is not addictive at all. At all. Uh, you, you know, so so yeah, why would you want to take this? Yeah. You can never die. As much weed as you want to smoke, you can never die. Our bodies don't have a receptor in, in the area of our body that could actually, you know, stop breathing or respiratory. There, there's nothing that you could. And, and, and people say, look, you know, I got really high and all this stuff and I freaked out. I bugged out. But that's that's your mind. That's your body. You know, it's it's not something physically that is happening that is stopping you from breathing. Whereas, you know, again, what you talked about a Benzo or, you know, uh, Xanax or something like that, that absolutely could have you stop breathing. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, Alcohol, you know, look, alcohol is addictive too. I mean, it's, it's poison for your body. Yes. But no one talks about that being a drug. Right. Right. No one talks about that being a drug. That is a drug. And a drug that made you mean, right? I mean, it made, like you said, you got nasty. You know, Mike Tyson was saying that people would, you know, people would come up and ask him for a, uh, an autograph and he would want to punch him in their face and yeah. he would just get, you know, nasty. For people, the alcohol brought the meanness out and some, it brought the niceness out. But with me, I, it made me a nasty, nasty, nasty person. And I 
Quit that. Marijuana saved my life. And you know what's funny that you say that when you say it made me nasty and all that stuff. Not that be, but you're a fighter, right? I mean, you fight for a li- you were fighting for a living. So, you know, you're used to combat. You're used to that type of thing. So I do feel tons of testosterone no matter what. You know what I mean? Just because working out, everything, you're in shape of your life. So now you add that with alcohol, you know, it's going to probably make you a little more irritated. It's probably going to set you off a lot easier. And with marijuana, all you want to do is, in your case, and, and most people, maybe they think a little clearly. Maybe when you were fighting. Now, that's the one thing. Well, would you want to be on marijuana when we're fighting? You know, like the actual fight itself. And would you... Good. You know, would you be on the? Uh, would you say? Um, some people could, and some people couldn't. It's more an, an uh, somebody who's an adult that can handle and understand what it does to the body and how it makes them feel. You know, people young, you know, they haven't experienced anything yet. You know, so I think it, I would have been good if I would have taken if I would have taken the indica. It wouldn't have done nothing, but it would—it would have made me more focused. It would have probably meant, like, I was focused already, but it would have made me more focused and more keen on what I was doing. All right, so Mike, let's talk a little bit about your post-boxing career. Uh, you've been a private and guest. Uh, little up. Start over. Okay, one, two, three. All right, Mike, let's talk about your post-boxing uh, career. You. Uh, obviously have been a private investigator for a long time. Uh, and you know, I wanted to get into that. I mean, you'd have done some armed private security, uh, um, get into that and tell me a little bit about the transition from boxing to, I guess, civilian life. <laughs> um, with me, I had always had interest in being a police officer since I was a kid and my boxing had taken me so as I was traveling, you know, traveling, I was always friendly to police officers, and uh, still am to this day. Um, I'm a police supporter. My thing is, uh, I um, I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be a cop. So the next being a cop is being a private investigator, not on the same level. But I carry a gun. I watch people. I bodyguard. I do stuff like that. Executive protection. We call. You had somebody that you were a, a you were security for somebody pretty high profile that I read. Am I maybe I'm off on that? But you had done some security for somebody pretty high profile, which is kind of funny because you're pretty high profile. So um, anybody that you'd like to talk about that you were uh, kept safe? Uh, it doesn't mean anything, you know. It's um... No, that's that's just private stuff. But you know, I've I've had some some big time people, of course, big time. Well, Pete, why don't you tell Mike? I mean, uh, you know, remind him Michael. when you Michael when you uh, met him and you uh, my initial my, my my initial double M. Just say double double M. M. All right, you got it, double M. So, Peter, why don't you talk about when you met double M a few times, and uh, I guess. Gave you a little bit of fist pump, and you knew for sure that it was Mike, Michael. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it was during, obviously, the times of COVID, so it's not that I couldn't really notice him, but he was hiding with the hoodie hanging a little low and his gator on. But when he pulled that face down to give me the smile and the fist bump, oh, I knew he was. And I was like, oh, shit, I could not believe who I was in the presence of, you know? And, I mean, regular guys. Son. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, you just said you, his, his hand was like cement. You know, which was which was kind of crazy, and that's all I was getting to. If I would want somebody to to be my security, it would definitely be hands of cement. So um, now, one thing that we were talking about right before we started is that you also becoming an unbelievable chef, mostly with cannabis and all the cool things you said. So, what are you working on? You were saying you were working on some concoctions and some stuff over at the kitchen with cannabis and and a master chef, you call it. Well, my, my thing is, I went to I went to culinary school uh, when I got out of boxing. I wanted to take a break, so I needed to I needed new avenues, and um, I went to uh, cooking. Since I've been a chef my whole life, I wanted to do edibles, and the edibles was right up my alley because I got a big clientele of people. Love my edibles. I do brownie bites. I do brownie bars. I do brownies, uh, muffins. I do banana bread the same way as well. And I make some awesome gummies. I like that. That's uh, and what made you kind of and are you messing around with different sativas, indigos? What do you normally use? Is there something you your go to? I can't taste or smell it. So my thing was always to. Um, Go ahead and do my thing. My thing. Hold on one second. Um, I used to have to do my thing where uh, the food was always my main thing. I wanted the food. God, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me again. I'm sorry. No, it must have been. T it is obviously, of course, it's going to be tough to do any type of cooking giving it to somebody knowing that you can't smell or taste. I mean, two very important things for a chef. So um, that's interesting that, you know, you, you basically go off of what you know before this happened. But we talked about that. What, what happened? Is that just because you said because of allergies or was it because of fighting that you, you think the allergies contributed to you not having smell or uh, taste? Or is it, yeah, what was yeah. it from? Uh, what it was is I looked it up. And they had told me that the reason I can't taste or smell because I had either a bad cold or sinuses. And if you look it up, everything goes back to sinuses. My sinuses, I used to, ooh, not come outside. They used to want me to take things all the time. And I didn't want to put that stuff in my body. Like, are you talking about like Claritin and types of things or just some more severe anxiety, um, uh, allergy medication? No, I, I didn't want the allergy medication in my system. Yeah. Okay. They wanted me to do it every week. Oh, okay. So yeah, a lot more going to the doctor or doing, yeah, much more, definitely not a Claritin. <laughs> so, so, um, and, and let me ask you a question. Any major injuries or anything? I mean, I mean, almost 61 fights, right? I mean, it was 61 when you, when you total everything up. You only had four losses. Um, 
you know, anything lingering or that you feel like cannabis helps you with now? I mean, you probably still stay in shape. You're still working out. Um, I, uh, I, you know, being that, being that, that I, I don't eat, I go, the longest I've been was three days without eating. Wow. And I guess that weed strain that I had wasn't doing its job to give me the munchies. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I uh, weed is the, it saved my life. Weed, like I said, it saved my life because there's a lot of people who have passed away. They didn't have the opportunity of taking advantage. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, no, we can. I was just we were saying we hear this all the time that we change your life, and that's why I just wanted to get a little yeah. bit more deep into that. We we changed a life where at one time all you had was pills. Opioid. Right. And they didn't want to push the, the medical marijuana on nobody. And you, you know, you push the medical marijuana on people, they have another avenue. They can do something else. You know? It, it's not take the pills. Here, take the pills. Pills will make you feel better. No, the pills are mask it. Well, you know what's funny? Even though the fact that cannabis has, has been around since 4000 BC or before, it's only in the last 10 to 15 years that it's really been exposed, maybe five or six where it's become a lot more socially acceptable. And I just mean in the fact of the stigma of, you know, we talk to a lot of doctors every single day. We talk to a lot of healthcare professionals and they're just starting to come around. When I say just starting... Not some doctors, some doctors pioneered it, but for the masses, you know, that mainstream, it's really taking, and, and even to this point, we get a lot of pushback of, you know, well, you could just take a prescription or you could do this or that. And uh, I don't see the benefits of marijuana. And that's why I was asking a lot of the, the athletes and people we talk to say, look, just training now. You know, even my body after my career, um, just the relief of inflammation. I mean, you're talking about something hugely important, which is appetite. Um, you know, that's something that's completely overlooked. Uh, GI issues, uh, things that it treats uh, for your body. So um, it's important to understand that, you know, it's there is a lot of applications. I mean, 59 different ones that have been identified on a mainstream level that how cannabis helps you in many different ways, um, not just mentally, obviously, uh, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but it's a, a neuroprotectant. So, um, you know, they say that with contact sports, I mean, of course, boxing and getting hit in the head, right? I mean, that the body, of, but mostly in the head, um, that if were if you would have taken even a CBD, you know, at the time, it would help protect your your brain and your neurological receptors and 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 things that you have on that side during. Now again, not enough to get high, you know. Uh, and that's why I asked you, you know, imagine you being high and fighting. To me, I feel like I don't know. As much as it would relax me, I don't know if I could get in the ring uh, after <laughs> after smoking. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> this is true. But I guess what I mean is, is that just using like a CBD regimen or something like that on your off time or when you're training just to keep uh, everything, keep everything, keep everything straight, keeping you in homeostasis, mind me, and body. With me, it keeps me sharp because it makes me wise. The indica, it, it, it makes me smarter, it makes me wise, it makes me keen, I'm alert. It, it's so many benefits. 
but everybody wants to talk about the one bad thing. Think marijuana is a gateway drug. That's a cigarettes are gateway drug. Yeah, you know what it leads to? Junk food. <laughs> that's that's it. You know, and I can't even take that. That was from a half baked a long, long time ago. But the truth is, is that it. You know, I, it is, and that's the problem. It's the stigma of marijuana is bad, cannabis is bad, and why? Because so many people are trying to make money on the other side. Yeah, exactly. I was back in the day when one of the presidents made it that marijuana was so, so bad for people, and it was it was God's gift to the earth. No, understand that they don't they don't want to look into it because it's been labeled a bad drug for so many times. And I, like I said before, a drug is when components are added. Marijuana is not a drug. You add no components to it. You go to seed, to plant, to feed it, and dry it. Smoke it. Do you feel like it's addictive? Not, not at all. Exactly. That's another stipulation of a scheduled one narcotic. How can marijuana be addictive? It's like a cigarette. Cigarettes are addictive. People want to smoke. They're not addicted. Just they're used to that taste in their mouth. That's all. You know, it's funny. They spend, and then most people know this by this by now, I would hope, but the cigarette companies spend billions of dollars trying to keep you from smoking cigarettes there. I mean, now it's, it's it, it basically, that's one of the reasons why cigarettes can, and still, you know, they've been taken off of major uh, advertising and, you know, you used to see uh, cigarette commercials everywhere. Um, but when they do, you see a lot of the, you know, the smoke free America or, uh, you know, Florida smoke free and things like that. And they, they spend a lot of money. They're, they're mandated to do that. Um, but imagine having a product, right? <laughs> that You're spending billions of dollars to tell people not to take, not to take, not to do this, because it hurts you in so many different ways, and people can't wait to light up. They're so addicted. They're so addicted. And because of all the things and chemicals that are added to it, like you just talked about, and a drug. Marijuana is a drug. You don't add nothing to it. You add to cigarettes. That's a drug. Everything you add something to is a drug. Every, think about that. Everything you add, it becomes a drug. And you know what? It, this is, you're right. There's so many things that you could talk about out there that, you know, really are drugs. And, you know, we're talking about alcohol. How many alcohol-related deaths how many yeah. deaths for marijuana? I mean, everybody says this all the time, zero. But do you really understand, people, what we're talking about here? Zero. I mean, I mean, like, you know somebody that got in a car accident or got hit by a drunk driver in your own immediate family or friends. <laughs> about something. And no, no one talks about it. No one wants to say it. If you were to go to a graduation party... Or say, for instance, if you were to go out when you're 20, 25, 26, 27, and you go out drinking, having a good time, most people that age want to fight somebody. You go out because they're all, you get it now. You get the same group of people go out smoking a joint. Everybody's gonna be laughing. They're gonna be tired, and they're gonna be hungry. <laughs> right. But you know what? They're definitely gonna have a good time. There's no drama. There's no drama. That's exactly right. No drama. 
Can Billy hold his uh, his cannabis? You never say, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's never a situation. Can so-and-so hold their cannabis? Could they not? No. I mean, look, if you were to eat a little bit too much of an edible or something like that, you know, some people do freak out because it's all mine. They're like, oh, I'm a little high or, you know, it's mostly high. I mean, mostly mental that you're feeling that. It's not a physical reaction. It's more of like your body's like, oh, you know, I'm really high or you smoke a little too much. Pardon my interruption. No, of course. Go ahead. In uh, uh, Africa, and I had somebody make me some cupcakes. That's the only time that I've ever had too much because I started profusely on a plane. I'm on an airplane going back to the and I started sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is all just the way working on it. And right. I, I, it took like 20 minutes and I was cool. Right. And I didn't get I didn't get all bent out of shape. I just was soaking wet. There's you're not the only person that's taken a little too much edible. I mean, but this but is tell me, me, I guarantee I can outsmoke anybody. That I love because I, I have a high Get it high. <laughs> we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to get some people off. We might have to do something like that. Now, so, so now, now let's get back to something because I, I really do want to ask this about you're talking about somebody who was a former heavyweight champion in the world and now seeing where boxing is now, right? You have a lot of MMA, UFC, uh, but you see what the current state of boxing today has. Jake and Logan Paul bringing boxing back into the mainstream, and fighters like Tyson Fury or on top of the boxing world. What do you think about where boxing has gone compared to the time when you were in the ring? Boxing's still around, so I can't knock the boxing game. It's still around. If it wasn't around, then that's when you can say something bad about it. Boxing's still around. They're still champions. There's a lot of good fighters out there that, that want to become champions, and I, I think they can all do it. People can do it if they put their minds and hearts to it. It's all about biting down right now to be to have a better. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that when you're talking about, okay, when you were fighting back in the day and you went up against Holyfield and, and these were huge fights. I mean, everybody was watching, you know, we were talking about HBO and pay-per-view and they're just, they were so huge and um, there was a respect to it. There's a skill level, which there still is to this day. I feel like sometimes when we're talking about Jake and Logan Paul, uh, they're trying to bring it back but it's different you know they're, they're doing it with like a social media a younger kind of influence kind of intertweeting between that and mma with jake and logan paul they're they're geniuses they're feeding off their popularity who wouldn't want to do that they're making all the money in the world so that's smart business and people who want to knock them that's called jealousy but that you can't label them into the boxing game. We, as myself and some other former people who were champions, have been. Maybe they're good on a level, but not the level that we were. I'm not, I'm not nobody or putting no one down. It's just, you know, I see two apples 
not too long. No, no, that's that was my point. My point is, is I feel like the skill level back in the day. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, even way before you, you're talking about Muhammad Ali and all these. I mean, amazing fighters. That was truly an art to fighting, and I mean, just on a different class with their hands. And and I, I get what you're saying with with Jake and Logan and all this trying to utilize their fame. I like it because they're bringing boxing, making it relevant. You know, they're trying to bring that in. That that's what I was saying with that. But yes, right. definitely on a different level. You're you're absolutely right, Nick. Absolutely right. They're bringing the boxing. They're bringing the attention to the forefront of boxing, and it's going to be. They want to see fights. They want to see people do it. They have followers. The followers are always going to follow them. They're always going to be there for them. But is it on the same class? Absolutely not. And I'll tell you, I think from an from from someone that loves sports and boxing, love to see you know some really great boxing. Not even worth comparing. You know, you'd be a fool to compare them to the era of the mid nineties, early nineties and mid nineties. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're not going to beat those days. You know, we're hoping for them to come back, but I don't know if they're ever going to come back the same way. It's just, which is, which is unfortunate, but it could happen. It could happen. I was in the stage where, the, you know, I was in boxing where boxing was good. I had the, we, we had some heavy hitters out there, you know, and I was a three-time heavyweight champ of the world. So I, I, I did my fair deal. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. There's no question about it. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I know we got to wrap it up. We have some time. Um, you know, stay on for a couple more minutes so we could we could you know chop it up a little bit. Um, Pete, I think we should basically you know tell everyone where they can still hear us. We still want you to go out there, make sure you're reviewing, seeing what we're doing out there. We could have asked anything else. Review, comment, like, subscribe. Where can they find us, Pete? Uh, well, I want to say thanks again, Mike. I really appreciate everything that you did for us tonight. You're welcome. Um, you, can, you can follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes Radio, Amazon. I mean, really anything you get anywhere you get your podcast for. Also, uh, check us out on Cannabis and Radio. We really do appreciate it. Leave your comments and let us know what we could have asked Mike, Michael a little better or Double M. And, uh, you know, we'll have to do this again. And don't forget, you can always check us out at www.purewell.com. See all the new and exciting products that we have going up, and hopefully to get Double M up here and try them some up himself. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. If I come up there, we're gonna have to tape it because I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna eat y'all under the uh, table. <laughs> Challenge accepted. That's the only time you hear that from you, champ. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> awesome. We're looking forward to it. Thanks so much, champ. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.